welcome to Modly Wounded episode 16. I'm your host, James, and... I'm your host, Chris. Welcome, everybody. Um, hope you've had a, a lovely holiday so far. Uh, we just decided to get together after Christmas here just to, um, I don't know, just to touch base, have a bit of a catch-up, um, and uh, just have a talk about uh, the latest releases. There's been a bit of something cool in the uh, in the feed recently, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, just talk about hobby goals, and um, I think Chris had a couple of games recently, so just have a, a quick episode today, but just wanted to just uh, give a shout-out to you guys and uh, wish you uh, a happy new year, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing you all very, very soon. Chris, how are you feeling? Yeah, good, though. Um, had a good Christmas, thank you. Um, so, yeah, just chilling out, played a game, um, played some Underworlds, and, yeah, just doing hobby, so... Um, yeah, no, it's been good. Just enjoying the holidays and looking forward to New Year. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, so, so should we, do you want to jump into some hobby progress? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, yeah, just, uh, well, I don't know if you guys know, some some of you may know, but um, I'm, I'm in the process of moving house. So I've I had to sort of get a few things um, done, uh, finished and squared away before I um, started packing everything. So... I uh, managed to finish off the Morgast Archive I've been talking about, and I rebased my Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon, and I finished off a, um, a suffocating grave tide. So um, if you're on the interwebs, you might have seen them floating around on, when, I, when I post my my spam. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've been doing that. That's ready to go. Pretty much my army is fully prepared. I've just got one more model to paint, um, and then um, I'll be finished for... Um, for CanCon. Yeah, your um your Grave Tide looks awesome. It's I think it's the best one I've seen. Um and yeah, lots of people. I saw lots of people were uh, commenting online. So um yeah, people should check it out if they haven't already. Yeah, like if you want to check it out, it's um Twitter handle is at um, Duke Kadrick K H A D R I C and the same goes for Instagram. It's at uh, Duke Kadrick. Um so yeah, have a look if you want to check it out. I just I know I just had the idea in my head of um seeing like the whole grave tide thing is like just a ground sort of swelling up to come and devalue. So I kind of tried to recreate that. Plus I love playing for my flock and tufts and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of something I like doing. So it just seemed natural to do it that way, but I was really blown away by all the, all the feedback and response from that. I was um, very, <laughs> I was a bit, a uh, bit overwhelmed. <laughs> it was good. So thank you. Um, if you um, gave me some feedback there, that's great. Yeah, that cool. And yeah, I saw that you finished your, Unit of four archive as well, so that's cool. Yeah, I've got um, six of the bastards uh, finished now. So, um, oh, you got six done? Well, okay. I, I I just did four, but I already had two. So if I'm just gonna, I could add a add them together, make a big unit of six, or split them up. But um, for my my list next year, I'm only taking a unit of four. So, but yeah, I've got six painted total now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did that, and then basically, yeah, we had Christmas, and then. Down with the um, in-laws down at um, Southern Highlands. Came home and we've had to start packing because we're moving less than a week now. So I um, packed up all of my all my paint miniatures. So the, ca- the cabinet is now bare. Put them into the character cases and they've actually I've actually taken them down to the in-laws for um, storage. Um, so yeah, no army at the moment. I can't even just go and have a casual game if I want. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, as soon as we move down there, we'll um, I'll get them out and. Start getting some practice games in again for um, gearing up for CanCon. Um, but yeah, that's it for me, pretty much. Like in terms of hobby, what about yourself, Chris? Yeah, cool. 
Um, I have officially finished building all of my KO now, so I built the last two gun haulers over the last couple of days, so everything is now built. So I've got 60 Arcanauts, 9 Engine Riggers, pretty much one of all of the characters, three of the chemists, um, because, you know, uh, 10 Thunderers, three Gun Haulers, and a Frigate. So nice. quite a good quite a good amount um so yeah finish finish building it also obviously yeah have to have to paint it at some point but um yeah, yeah. and i also <laughs> built the i built up the encanter the the one that came for free on the white dwarf a couple of months ago oh nice yeah um the yeah the really cool one that's kind of um doing the flipping flipping you off pose um and then yeah. the everblaze everblaze comet as well um because obviously if you're taking an encanto you're probably taking the comet so uh yeah, yeah build all that yeah. up so that's cool um so yeah i'm just kind of building all my stuff so i'm gonna start on building all of my seraphon next but yeah that's pretty much been all my hobby progress um yep was just building the ko so yeah yeah very cool so um yeah your ko list is this um something you're going to be um, bringing forward into next year yeah, I mean, I don't, not not competitively, I, as I said before, with life changes, I don't think I'm going to be really getting out mm. to kind of any tournaments um, with yeah. it, but it will be the next kind of competitive army that I'm working towards, um, and I took it out for a test drive, my first game with it, um, not yesterday, the day before, um, against Liam's Winterleaf list, and... Um, this is my so the kind of the most competitive list I think I've written for them is my kind of foot KO um, Barrack Mornar list, yep. which I did uh, I did a list rundown for on Honest Wargamer, which is called Run and Gun. So if people want to have a look at the exact kind of have a look at the list and read all the detail about how it works, then you can check that out. Um, but yeah, I played that against Liam first game with them ever um, against. Liam with his Sylvaneth, which is very strong, and his new kind of build, Winterleaf, it's very strong. And, um, yeah, it went pretty well for me. Um, <laughs> what I'd, happened? <laughs> I'd, 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 I think I'd killed everything apart from his unit of 20 Dryads and a Branch Wraith by the end of turn two. Gosh. Um, and we were playing Relocation Orb, and we were tied for points after turn two, but then it had bounced onto my side of the board. Oh. Yeah. Liam couldn't <laughs> Liam couldn't do anything. So he won the priority, but he was like, Well if I take it, I can't do anything anyway, and then I'm guaranteed three points. And if I give it to you, then you just kill the rest of my twenty dryads and you still get the point anyway. So yeah, he called it at the start of turn three. So uh yeah, it went quite well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the list against a, a pretty tough matchup. But yeah, it was um Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it's a I think it surprised him how fast they are when everything yeah. can run, shoot, and charge on the Oof. first turn. And then just using the charges for the extra movement, um, I was able to just get my Arcanauts across the table and just kind of board space and shoot everything off. Um, 24 light sky hook shots is pretty horrific. Um, yeah. <laughs> plus, just all the pistols. All the pistol shooting is amazing. Like I was buffing the light sky hooks and then the pistols most of the time to just give them three shots each. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're so good. The Endron Riggers didn't really do a lot, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and Brock didn't get into combat. The ke two chemists didn't ever shoot. So there was still a lot of unused kind of hitting power in the list, and, yeah, it, it just did a lot. 
Sounds so, awesome, man. <laughs> well, it just goes to show, like, shooting, it's, um, you know... Shooting's back. <laughs> shooting's, shooting never went away. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it, it got, shouldn't just, have it, done it, anyway. It got, it got scared. People just got a bit scared because of the new rules, but I think it's definitely will make a shift back towards um, uh, shooting armies being viable again. just means characters will be a bit more protected, but, yeah, you can still get rid of them, and you can still clear away a whole army in two turns, so <laughs> pretty much. So um, but the KO is one of those armies that's sort of been poo-pooed a bit. Uh, in recent times. Yeah, just, I think no. just because everyone just took Zilfin and then they, like, nerfed Zilfin a bit and so everyone just went, oh, they don't work, KO need a complete rewrite. I think they're fine. Like, honestly, they're fine. The, the gun haulers need to drop 20 points. That's about it. Like, yeah. honestly, they're decent. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have as many... Like, they don't have as many different builds... Um, I will I will say that there is kind of a very specific kind of route you have to go um, to make a competitive army, whereas a lot of the other newer books have lots and lots and lots of different options that can all be strong. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of like a rewrite or changes just to make them have more options, then yes. But I don't think they need a rewrite to compete. There are still playable builds that are still pretty strong. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. It's um, well, that's what's what's all about, really. Like trying to find the gold, so to speak, or the ether gold, um, in these armies. They're sort of left by the wayside a bit. Or you know, I'm, I'm keen to see where Iron Jaws, how Iron Jaws goes over the next sort of six months. Hopefully, they get a bit of a boost. But I think if you're a destruction player, <laughs> I think a lot's going to be overshadowed by the um the Glimpsebite uh, gits that'll be coming out soon. Um, oh, how is how is that for a segue, James? <laughs> Let's move it. And let's move on to what's in the news. <laughs> yeah, I've been um, yeah, practicing my segues here just by myself in front of the mirror for about half an hour before we uh, decided to record. So first one just, was smooth. Just, ri- just r- riding around the house, bumping into furniture. Yeah. <laughs> on, on your segue. <laughs> I pinched my pin yeah. out segue. <laughs> it's got cells all over it. Uh... <laughs> Um, That's cool. Yeah, so, so yes, was, oh, everyone was getting excited about it. that over um over Christmas um and or just after it was it all sort of came out, didn't it? But um uh, they look amazing. Like let's let's just drool over Gloom Spike Gits for a minute. What's your favourite um model so far? The terrain piece. Yes. But the um the massive um I love the, the cauldron with the spider's legs. That's Yeah, sick. that's quite a cool spell. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a cool spell. The terrain piece, bad moon. Yeah, the cave, the cave with the big bad moon and all the mushrooms and it, <laughs> and it's massive. Like, have you seen the picture of it? It with context with like models and stuff behind it. Yeah, yeah. Or in front of it, rather. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's going to be a, an awesome, um, an awesome addition to any like, any table. Really, you, you just get it as its terrain piece. It's kind of like the. Idnith Deepkin, when they brought out the ship, people just bought the ship for the sake of it, just for a terrain piece. I think you could possibly see that with this um, Bad Moon as well, for like a destruction-themed board, but um, definitely every... Like, does does the terrain piece have rules for it? Do we know yet? Oh, we don't don't know anything in terms of how the army actually works, Mm. but I imagine it will have rules. It will be... To be honest, I think this army will have been written and is going to be very similar in army composition to the beast of chaos book like yeah. they get the one big terrain feature in the um war shr- in the um oh, what's it called 
Herdstone, um, that it has effects that kind of go on and on as the game goes on. Yeah. I very, very much imagine that the Moon, the Gloom Spite one will function similarly in that it will be one piece yeah. and that it it gives buffs around it and it might have an aura that gets bigger or does more effects as the game goes on. Um, it might be something to I'd do with the I'd say it has something to do with... I, I, yeah, I, I imagine mushrooms. there'll be some kind of <laughs> lunar... I, I feel like they might combine that with kind of almost like the Deepkin kind of or Daughters of Cain type rule where as the turns go on... Oh, yeah. You get yep. this. You get these effects at like with the waxing and the waning of the the mm, moon. Yep. Yep. Um, I've got a feeling that's, that's, the, sort, that's like the sort of something thing to do I with mushroom will, eating. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> will, will happen. I, I very yeah. I very much think it'll be to do with like yeah phases of the moon or something like that, um, where you'll have like half and then it'll get bigger and then you'll get full moon, which will be a crazy turn where you'll get all these bonuses and then you might get the downside of it where i don't know there's like an eclipse or something and the moon gets covered <laughs> and then it all goes bad like i don't know it, it, i just think it's it will be really cool there's a lot they can do um but yeah i imagine it will function that way yeah um yeah. in terms of a terrain piece but yeah that's that's my favorite model um just because that will be the one thing i pick up like i don't have any grots and i won't get any it's not an army I'm going to pick up. I think it looks really cool, and I can see the excitement behind it. But I just yeah. am not getting another another whole army, especially as the thing that I think is still existing is the is the current kind of Moon Clan just base grots like spearmen and archers and stuff. And yeah. I, like I'm not getting a ton of them to build an army. Like I'm just not picking this one up. But I will get one of the um, terrain pieces just for terrain because it looks awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, um, I think that terrain piece as well, like, like there's so many mushrooms hanging off it. I reckon there'll be something to do with uh, some kind of mushroom consumption associated with its rules as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it'll buff casters and stuff like that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What, some what about you? Some pretty awesome, too. The news. Oh, it's hard to, like, I'd probably say at, at first glance that um, endless spell with the, the cauldron with the, the spider's legs. I think that's just really cool. But the more that I look like all of the the models we've seen so far, so incredible in their own way. Like all the squigs are so characterful. They're so dynamic, um, especially um, oh the new fanatics. It's insane. Like they're just yes. like flying around everywhere. Like they just it's so. Um, it looks like there's going to be a like an alternative build for them with uh, like fungus spores or something. There was like another model there that had like this fungus spore instead of a um instead of a, a a ball, like a spiky ball sort of thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how all that pans out. Um, what's the name of the – it's the Loon King? The Loon King or something? <laughs> yeah, um, I can't remember. Yeah, a, something, something Loon King. the Loon King. King. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he looks awesome too. I like how he's got those two little squigs. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the biggest the one is the is mm. – so yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the, they're very much someone, I saw it online already, someone's done the side-by-side -side comparison. That model yeah. is like it's been based off of a beauty, like a beauty queen pageant. He's like, he's got his scepter and the way he's holding it is almost like the bouquet of flowers. And then the two squigs are like <laughs> holding up his, holding up his cloak at the back, like it's a dress, like it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's brilliant. And they've got like little pointy noses sort of thing. <laughs> 
gonna... yeah there's a lot more they seem to have taken that moon like crescent moon mm-hmm. theme and like run with it like mm-hmm. yeah like you say there's squigs that have got their face shaped like it and then there's armor helmets that are like it so they're definitely yeah. running with that kind of cres- crescent bad moon style well, it's kind of um, for me. It's like a little bit reminiscent of um, Nurgle all over um, the Nurgle range with poses and things like that. I wonder if they'll root for um, all the squigs. So like different squigs, different um, poses, different types, just all the, the new range. Be interesting to see if um, if that becomes a theme too. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I think as well there was they're going to be incorporating the spider fang grots, and there's going to be some giants in there as well. So it's going to be a bit of a, a mixed some trogoths. And some trogoths as well, yeah. And gargants. Yeah. Oh, have you seen <laughs> but, uh, have you seen gargants in there? Yeah, there's gargants in there. Yeah, yep. Okay, I wasn't expecting them to be in that. I don't think. I think yeah. I was expecting them to be more in the orky range rather than the gloom spites. But um, yeah, that's interesting. They'll definitely have yeah the trogoths. Um, and then yeah, like there's also those. I mean, from what we've seen of the underworld's warband there's uh, like the flying squig and the stalactite type stuff that we haven't seen that much in terms of the gloom spite release so i imagine there'll be extra releases although to be fair a lot of the armies have just had that stuff added Mm. um like and it isn't it doesn't actually turn out that there's whole units of them so maybe not but i think it'd be a bit rich if they released a whole unit of like stalactite squigs just like little yeah like no, that that's a bit uh, and i hope they personally i hope they don't because they were probably the two models that i've seen recently and gone i absolutely hate that like what is it it, it just one of them in particular just looks like it's so badly sculpted like it just looks it just looks like a lump of green stuff that they've kind of scratched a mouth into i'm like i honestly think i could build that from green stuff like, obviously I can't, and I don't mean offence to the sculptors. I just don't like the aesthetic at all. I just think it looks There's, awful, there's a concept but... behind that model. That, like, it's, yeah. it's, for, it's, it's, it's meant to be a type of squeak, apparently. So, yeah, there's like well, all yeah, shapes and sizes. It's a stalac stila- squeak or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I love the flying one, like Squagpie, <laughs> yeah. but I can't, yeah, I just hate the stalax to squig or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So. But, um, actually, uh, but yeah, I was the... showing um, I was showing these new models to my wife, to Sam, and uh, and this is an army that she could possibly do. Like she was looking at going, if I was going to do an army, I'd do this one. And she's only seen because she loves squigs. Um, she especially loves the giant um, cave squig from the Forge World range. So oh, the, yeah, uh, the colossal. She loves that model. Uh, yeah, the colossal squig. Yeah, and um, yeah, she loves squigs. So I'm just going, look at all these squigs, Sam. New squigs. And she's like, oh, if I was going to do an army, if she was going to get in the hobby, this would probably be the one. So I don't know, maybe I might buy some squigs. Do it. Yeah, I and can just see, see Sam happens. doing like, like <laughs> rainbow squigs as well. Like she'd do loads yeah. in different colours. Super colourful, like, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't just do <laughs> units of red. Like it would be no. like a squig <laughs> of every colour. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, you know, maybe cool. that I'll put that in my hobby goals for next year. But I'll get wife into hobby. <laughs> That's a long-term yeah, goal, cool. I think. <laughs> um, oh, and those dice. Do you see those dice? <laughs> the dice. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the dice. I think they are. I think they are amazing. They're horrendous in, like, and amazing in how they look. 
like they're just these like bitey teeth they look bouncy like honestly they look like they'll be made of rubber and just bounce yeah. everywhere and just d- demolish the table as you roll them but my so, god yeah. what, nobody tactile. is ever ever rolling them in a competitive tournament and using them because <laughs> oh my god i will throw them at a wall <laughs> yeah, like, like just no so i just don't understand yeah. <laughs> Why do they keep making these horrific to see dice? Like they look cool, but oh my god, they're not practical. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. No, they, but I like the teeth though. The teeth are the best. The six. You want to see those? You want to see those fangs, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I can't even. I like. I've been looking at the picture and I don't know what the sides are. So, is the six the teeth? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the six is the teeth, and then if you look below. Like pustules, I suppose, or um, um, skin colorations, moles, or whatever. But yeah, like there's there's numbers, but they're kind of grouped in weird little ways. And yeah, so like the five is uh, like these. It's got kind of looks like a normal um, set of dice. Like they're kind of positioned in the same place you'd expect it to see. But but the uh, other numbers, just judging from that picture, like they're kind of a bit. It's a bit chaotic. Like it's like a three is like there's three little yellow dots in a corner sort of thing. But I think the um. They just, I just love the look of them. Like, they look really tactile. They look like they you can bounce them around like a bouncy ball, or like when you, I feel like when you're gonna touch them, they've kind of that, that little bit of suppleness to them, that firmness. Like they kind of are really alive, or like little little squigs, you know. But uh, yeah, so go the dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I saw them and I thought they look funny, they look cool, but there's no way that I'm ever using them. But yeah. Yeah. You could use them maybe for um, like markers. I think markers, markers, tokens. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if people want to use them for that, like wound counters, because I imagine most of the heroes will only have kind of most of them will probably be little grot heroes, right? They've got six or yeah. less, six or less wounds, so they might be perfect for that. But yeah, um, yeah I don't think pe- you'll see them being rolled like in big quantities. Yeah. I can't wait to see what else they bring out, though. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot of yeah. Of course, all the spots. New squeak, new squeak riders, squeak herders, um, and the uh, and the spells. But I'm really keen to see you know, what elite sort of troops they um, put out, or, or yeah, how they just redo the whole thing. But, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really sure there'll be more. There is some more trolls, or maybe just a troll hero, because yeah. the existing troll range they did in terms of like the the fellwater trolls, like I think yeah. they're fine, but. I, they need new like rock troll type equivalent models and stuff so it'll be cool to see them expand yeah. the types of troll units sorry trogoth units with new models um i think this i think it's going to be a massive book like because yeah. i think they're going to be combining all of the spider fang stuff like all the trogoth stuff yeah. all the moon clan all of like i, I think I think basically all of the grot stuff's going to go in there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Gitmob kind of goes into there, but gets a bit of a change. Um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's yeah. Gonna, I think it's going to be an absolutely massive range. So it's going to be a really cool yeah. book. It's going to be a really sick. cool book, I think. Yeah, I've always loved this the Spider Fang uh, that that aesthetic, the idea behind like a, a savage of of um, grots. Like before they brought out the Bone Splitters book, I, I started to sort of dabble a bit in the Bone Splitters. I had this. Um, Visual idea of having uh, you know, bone splitters and spider fang grot army. Yeah. So, you know, it's like a, like a tribal savage theme, utilizing both um, factions, but then 
you know, they dropped the Bone Slitters book and it kind of just became its own thing. And But, um, yeah, I think that's – I just love that aesthetic. Of, I think it's something I'll definitely explore one day <laughs> um, when I finish with my death. Yeah, I've always, but, lo- uh, yeah. I've always loved the Arachnorock. As well, like the big, oh, yeah. the massive Amazing. spider model, like, I've always loved it. So it'll be cool to see some, yeah. like, to see what people do with them, um, and if it gets like a bit of a change as well in rules. Like, I can see them, like one of them, kind of getting like all mushroomed up and becoming this like really cool. Because at the moment they've got like the catch web shrine, but if that had some kind of mushroom variant as well, like it'd be really cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, and then there's there's still more stuff that we haven't seen from like the blurry picture leaks. Like it looks like we're yeah. gonna get some big kind of worm or centipede type thing. Um, I think it's gonna be a big. Mm. I think it's awesome. gonna be a big version of the like the bug thing that's around the end of the um. Oh, what's it called? The um, malign portents grot. Oh, the um, yeah. Another guy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, my mind's gone completely blank. Um, but yeah, him. That's got the oh fungoid cave shaman. So yeah, I think the fungoid yeah of course cave yeah. shaman. His staff has like a centipede type bug wormy wormy grub yeah. thing, and it would be cool if that is like a big version of that thing. I think that would be quite a cool aesthetic. So I just think yeah, that I reckon there's a load more stuff still to come that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Like, and it's going to be very, very difficult not to just go. All right, fuck it, I'm going. In. I'm doing grots. <laughs> just join the join the grot wave. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering how many we'll see at CanCon, and if the book comes out in time. Yeah, well, I know, um, I know Anthony um, is definitely on board with that. So hopefully it works out for him. I think there's a couple other dudes out there as well who are very, very uh, keen grot players. So. Um, hopefully it, it all comes together for them in time for CanCon, and um, they'll be really cool to see the new army um, there very soon. Actually, put to the put to the test. Cool. So with that, should we do our next segue into CanCon, and what your progress is towards CanCon? Progress towards CanCon. So I've uh, been I've had a couple of practice games recently against um, Paul Grixty. Uh, Dear friend, who's uh, went out to his place and uh, we, we had a couple of games out there with his against his um, his elves. So he's got like a kind of a um, a, a spire. What are they call it spire guard. Spire. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Swift Talk agents um, faction, but he's got the spire guard dudes in there and um, some um, buff boats, <laughs> which are the, you know the, the hawk riders, not the hawk riders, the oh, the sky cutters, that's it. Yeah. He's got a couple of sky cutters. He's got the reavers. He's got a whole lot of um, elf stuff, and it's going to look amazing when he's finished painting it. And, um, yeah, we just played a couple of scenarios from the CanCon pack, and I've uh, pretty much – like, I did win both games, um, and I'm pretty happy with the way my army is working now, and I've uh, decided to sort of take a different approach to um, the Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon. Like, a lot of people tend to take Ethereal Amulet or um, the Cloak – Sort of thing, but um, I'm uh, I've taken down the route of like, my, putting my army into Gur, um, making my list Legion of Blood, so I can take the Sanguine Blur. So that's Sanguine Blur is plus uh, two inches to the movement and reroll charges, and then I've taken the um, Griff Feather Charm, uh, so that's another plus one movement, and um, 
minus one to hit. So that's fishing and combat. So I think getting that extra three inches really did um, him get around the board. I had no issues putting him where I needed him. I didn't need pinions. Um, I tried, like the first game I had pinions on him. I didn't even use it, didn't need to use it. Um, and um, so I'm pretty happy with his build. And then the rest of the army, I've taken more of a, I've kind of, I've kind of tweaked it a little bit. Like I had skeletons, um, had die wolves and uh, chain rust is my, my, my battle line. Ten die wolves, twenty chain rust, and thirty skeletons. Um, four Morgas archai, um, and necromancer, coven throne, and a mortis engine. That's it. So I've kind of, I've that listed very well against, um, against his. Uh, build against his list, so I think it'll struggle. It's definitely going to struggle against um, more shooty lists because the archive just gets shot off as they always do. <laughs> but I was getting at least one or two of them into con- combat um, in each game, so I'm pretty happy with that. But uh, I'm sort of I had to sort of decide whether I'm going to take models for efficiency or optimization or filth per se <laughs> uh, versus like models that I've I'm proud of my paint job and I want to sort of. Uh, you know, put me instead nomination. Um, so I've decided to go with the archive for that reason, but could just as easily put another vampire or zombie dragon in there if I had the time to paint one or um, some other, something else. So I just didn't want to go down the route of 20 Grimgast Reapers, 30 Grimgast Reapers in there sort of thing. Um, just want to sort of try and do something a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be cool. It's quite a good swap, actually. Like, rambling in... like you say, yeah. four, four archive. <laughs> You can basically take four Archai, or you can take another Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon. Would you go Vordry if you took two? Um, I know he's like another forty points. Yeah, I know he's maybe. an extra forty points, but yeah, I don't think I'd have the points. I don't think I have the points in the current list. But if I did do that, I'd have to drop. Um, I'd have to drop something or a little bit. But uh, probably just go another Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon. Yeah, I guess the cool thing with like four archive, four hundred and forty points, you could basically just straight swap for another vampire lord on zombie dragon if you wanted. Like, would you put Vordry in if you did yeah. that? Um, well, I'd have to drain list um, to definitely something I would consider because he's got that command ability, which um, allows he can just put it on the vampire lord just to pile in an attack or or whatever. So, or cast a spell. But yeah. um, and his his spell's really good, right? Plus the one dragon is still just. A, Plus one to hit, plus one to wound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a bit of yeah, a beast. Yeah, he just puts on himself. He can just go on. He is, yeah. <laughs> but you just can't, you can't put those any of those fancy, uh, but he doesn't, probably doesn't really need it. <laughs> but I found, yeah, the Archive definitely, they just, they're a big target, so it does take the heat off my um, general, off the Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon. Um, so it's nice to have that, but it's also a very expensive um, <laughs> distraction. <laughs> It's 440 points for four of them, but yeah. at the same so, time... Oh, hang on. You know, Do they get the plus two plus two move for being in Legion of Blood from the... Or is that just on the Vampire Lord on Zombie that's Dragon? Just, that's just on the Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon. The trait, okay. I couldn't, so, I couldn't remember if the Bloodline... The trait, yeah. Oh, no, the Bloodlines is if you take Soul Blight. It's for Soul Blight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, hang on, is, that um, would be really cool if you can do plus two move on everything. Yeah. And then especially if you, like, took Cogs or something, like having... The archive mm. movement, what thirteen, and then three d six charge could be pretty yeah. nice. But yeah. yeah. Well, after playing those couple of games with this with this list, I had to sort of like I've tweaked it a little bit, so I've I've swapped out the thirty 
skeletons for 30 zombies just to give myself a bit more wiggle room. And I've taken a corpse cart with the um, with the bell. So I'll get another plus one to cast, and I can re-roll the death invocation roll units within six inches of it. Yep. And then it's the... Um, yeah, so the, and that's also then it's the bu- it's buffing the direwolves, it's buffing the the um, zombies. So it's sort of just just a cool utility just to have in the background there. Eighty points. It does it does a lot for eighty points. For I think it's about right. And and I decided to take an endless spell. So that's why I did the grave unit. So behind that is to push it out in front of my archive as like as a bit of a cover for them because they're gonna they're gonna cop a lot of shooting. Um, so I was just trying to th- trying to figure out a way to give them a bit more protection as they move forward. So I thought if I put the, the grave tide out in front of them, push that forward, do some wounds, do some bravery debuffs, and then charge in hopefully full strength or close to full strength and um, be able to do their do their worst. And then that'd be like minus three bravery or this as yeah. well. So that's the kind of idea behind it. But whether that actually come out, end up tweaking the list again before before the deadline on the 12th. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the idea behind that, just the grave tide to protect the archive. <clears throat> but um, what about... What about if we're talking about CanCon? You're 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 not coming this this time. No, Chris? I, I'm not going to be there. I'm uh, I'm going to be yeah, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to be in the US, so uh, I will not be there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah. but I'll be following yeah, the, I'll shame. be following the we'll coverage online. So. Yeah. Um, just want to have just a just a quick um, wrap up there for now, and maybe we should talk about our uh, our goals for 2019. Yeah, I think we're um I think that, sorry. We've had a few um, audio issues during this episode, so I think we'll keep it nice and short. And uh, I think we'll probably aim to do a kind of short hobby progress, what's going on in the news interim episode every kind of um, once a fortnight. And then once a month, we'll do kind of a much more um, in-depth episode about something, whether it's a faction focus or it's a hobby and painting focus kind of interview with... um, a prominent kind of painter in the scene or something like that so um i think we'll that's probably the aim in terms of goals uh for next year certainly for me more on the podcast side rather than kind of getting to any tournaments and stuff like that um and then from my own kind of hobby it's just building building all my uh building all my models i think over the next year i'd like to get everything built and then hopefully get the ko painted um do Barrack Banana and get that kind of concept army, um, <laughs> to, to use that word, but not a speed concept army, like an actual concept of humour. And, uh, yeah, get that so that it's kind of ready um, for tournaments in 2020. Lovely. 2020? After oh, the following year, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, my goals are short-term. It's basically just to finish the army and terrain pieces for uh, Call to Glory. And my goal for Call to Glory is to place in the top 50 and to receive a painting nomination. So I'll be happy if I achieve those. Um, midterm goals for next year is I um, want to paint a gash and finish painting my death army. So I've still got a fair bit I want to achieve uh, with that army before I move on. Um, I've also got, I've also built a lot of, like I've bought a lot of terrain kits recently. So um, <clears throat> I want to build and paint all those terrain kits. Uh, long term, yeah, we'll just continue recording the podcasts on the regular and travel. I want to try and travel to at least four GTs and go to that narrative event next year. So that's my goal for next year. Um, but yeah, definitely Sydney Slaughter coming up. Want to be um, there in full support of that. So we'll be building terrain and uh, trying to um, get things happening for that as, as much as possible. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell for next year. 
see how, we'll see how we go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I think we'll call it there for this episode. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we hope you had a great Christmas and wish you all a very happy new year. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Have a safe one. We'll see you all again next year. Until the next one. Bye. Bye.